We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire and on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher and now live. Excuse me? Oh, sorry. I was clearing my throat. <laughs> okay you know what we're just rolling with it we're live um i was gonna say that the rotowire dfs podcast is on itunes and stitcher but what's more important is that uh uh benny swallowed a frog that's what's happening on this show that's what we need to to address here so um was it tasty how did how did it go down for you um no i I have a, a big cup of uh, iced tea right here, and um, it went down the wrong pipe while you were talking, so I was trying to <laughs> I was like, this is going on. This, you know, this is why, you know, we are not the best in business for nothing. I'll, I'll say this, you know. You know what I mean? 
That's what we're, we're with it. quality professionals that uh, do <laughs> not the best. Um, I will. That, that probably just sprung on you, so and there's probably nothing you can do about it. But like, if it was me and I was a broadcast professional with um, thousands of hours of podcast um, time under my belt, I would have switched off my mic. Just that. That's just me. So you know what I mean. I'd, but I've got to give you crap since you ruined my promo successfully. So thank you very much. <laughs> but while I was um, in the middle of thinking Benny was dying uh, during my promo, I was going to say that the show is live streaming uh, on the official Rotowire channel and Google, via Google Hangouts and does appear um, f- faster than anywhere else on Rotowire's official YouTube channel. So if you'd like to get the information before anybody else, before I can actually turn this video into a podcast, all you have to do is search uh, Rotowire on YouTube. This comes up. Make sure you subscribe to the Rotowire official channel. You have the information before everybody else uh and we definitely appreciate you guys uh watching on youtube subscribing listening and uh on the podcast and downloading uh as you, uh, as you guys always do so um appreciate all of that and without further ado we will get into the point guard position here for wednesday it loaded back up here with a 10 game slate many let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do at the one yeah um Looking at a couple guys in the high range and a couple guys in the mid-range for the plays that I'm looking for today. Um, I like Chris Paul's matchup against Denver. I think he's in a pretty good spot there. Denver's a team that plays fast, gives up a lot of points to the point guard. Um, You know, Chris Paul's been playing really well lately. He's put up some 40, 50 fantasy point games. Obviously picking up a scoring a little without Blake Griffin in there. Um, You know, he's also getting the assists, grabbing some rebounds, getting some steals. So he does a little bit of everything for you. I like him. Also like John Wall going up against Chicago. Uh, we know that Chicago, Derek Rose, hasn't been a guy who's been able to stop anybody. Chicago's been um, you know, pretty bad against the point guard for the last couple of years. So I think Wall's the way you can uh, go and attack them. Um, high usage guy on Washington. You know, Anytime Washington scores a lot of points, Wall usually has his hand in it, either you know, scoring or, or getting the assist. He also grabs a ton of rebounds, triple-double threat for you. Um, he can get steals. I think he almost had a quadruple double one one game this year. So, you know, he's somebody else I like up top. And then from there, I'm going down to guys like um, Mike Connolly, who I like against the Lakers. Um, again, without Gasol, he's going to be asked to do a little more, put up a pretty good game last time out. Um, Derek Rose without Jimmy Butler going up against Washington, high-paced team there. Um, so I think he's in a pretty good spot. So for me, it's it's either spending up towards the top for guys like Chris Paul or John Wall, or coming down and saving a little bit of money and going with guys like Mike Conley and uh, and Derek Rose. Yeah, Derek Rose um, is as a guy that who we've talked about how his usage and his um, production has been way up without Jimmy Butler. And you know, Wall is actually used to be known for good defense. Now they're just known for high pace um, more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that he's a uh, worst defender, but I think as a team overall, they just def- they don't defend as well. Uh, you know, and you should take a look at Derrick Rose, 24, 26, 28 real-life points um, in the last three games overall with seven three seven uh, rebounds and six assists in the last two games. So high production level. That's you know, not through the roof, but, you know, for 6,900 in, in that price range, uh, there, well, that's very cash safe. Uh, so he's probably my safe, like, cheaper cash game option um, on the slate there as well. And then you know what? If um, we have the uh, Sacramento Kings, uh, who I never recommend against the San Antonio Spurs, but if you you know you can sort of t- attack the, the point guard position. I think that is the one necessarily weak spot because you have a Tony Parker, um, you know Patty Mills combo there who aren't necessarily a great defender. This is at home, which helps uh, benefit Sac 
And, you know, uh, Darren Carlson has been a absolute cheat code um, playing, uh, you know, around roughly 30 minutes and splitting time between backing up Rajon Rondo and uh, filling in as the uh, two as a two guard down in, in the stretch uh, in the stretch of fourth quarters for the Sacramento Kings. So just sort of keep him in mind. If you don't want to play him against San Antonio, I'll never blame you for that. I I never do. But this is the one time where you may be able to make an exception because the the price is uh, certainly uh, cheap, and the production has been super super solid. All right, uh, small. I'm sorry. Point guard successfully wrapped. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do at the two for Wednesday. Now I'm going to be honest with you. This is like the hardest position on this slate to find somebody because you know there's really nobody. I'm going to just interrupt you for a second. Um, I just want I'm waiting for the for the time that you're going to deceive me because you every single show <laughs> you say, "You know what? I'm going to be honest with you." You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. And you are honest every single time. And I, I just wonder I was like is there going to be just one time where Benny actually lies to me? And then just deceives me. Uh, is there going to be a curveball in here one of these days, or are you just going to be like you know Tommy Truthful for your entire life? Um, basically, the way I look at it is, even when I'm lying to you, I'm going to start it off by saying, "To be honest with you," so you won't know either way. So it won't make a difference. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, so I apologize for interrupting you there. Uh, shooting guard, let's go ahead. And, and you said it's difficult, and I agree. You know what? A lot of people want to like um, throw spitballs at us and hate mail. Uh, for Jamal Crawford, and I'll say this: first of all, the, that that line itself is an aberration. Okay, and you know that once the game got out of hand, they didn't even need him to do anything in the second half, and we knew that was a potential possibility. But I also, if if it, you know, I I don't think that that was the wrong call. I will say one thing about Jamal Crawford: I think we need to evaluate that there is actually a shift in production on the second unit, and I'm not blaming it on this. This is just a game where they didn't they needed nothing from Jamal Crawford because you know they won by mm. 40 and this game was over at, at, at halftime. And he didn't really do much in the first half, so there you have it. But Jeff Green is now officially a factor, not a DFS factor himself necessarily, but he is a factor in usage and uh, being the combo guy that comes off the bench because it was Jamal Crawford just all the time, you know, and and twice on Sunday without Austin Rivers. Now you have to worry about Jeff Green. Does that sort of put you off uh, Crawford, who's in a good matchup against Denver at home for Wednesday? Or um, is there some, you know, thought that we have to give to Jeff Green being in the lineup along with him now? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's going to affect them. Um, To be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm not usually huge on Crawford anyway. Uh, I like Redick is basically this. I think Redick is actually cheaper. And he's the starter and the guy that sees more minutes. So I'd still rather use Redick if I was using either one of those two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we know that Doc traded for Jeff Green and has coached Jeff Green before, and he knows that, you know, one one thing Jeff Green does well is score the basketball. So if he's going to be on the second unit with Jamal Crawford, I mean, think about it. What, what has always been what people have said about the Clippers? Their bench is horrendous, you know. You know, what was the joke last night when they were blowing out, you know, Phoenix in the first half? Oh, don't worry. When they put their bench in, it, you know, Phoenix will catch up. And I think now that they have somebody other than Jamal Crawford who he doesn't have to do at all, let's face it, I mean, two points, nobody could have predicted he was going to go out there and have a game that bad. I think he finished with, like, one fantasy point last night, if I'm not mistaken, right? Wasn't something, like, just absolutely horrible like that? No. No. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. It was one. I was going to say 1.8, but that was the ratio of payoff yeah. on the price tag. So Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, like I said, you know, that's a game that it, it you know, nobody could have predicted that that was going to come or, or expected it. You know, this is a guy who was putting up 25, 30 points a game and was still pretty cheap. Um, so, you know, it, it, it happens. I don't think you want to overreact to the fact and be like, well, now that Jeff Green's on the team, Jamal Crawford's never going to score double-digit fantasy points again. Like, we know that's not going to be the case. You know, he's still going to have his games where he scores. I mean, again, he's very scoring dependent. So, you know, he's going to have his games where he scores 20 points still and he's going to get your 25, 30 fantasy points. You know, and then he's going to have his other games where he probably only gets 12 or 18 points and, you know, finishes with like 20 fantasy points. So, I think it definitely affects him, but I don't think that you got to go jumping off the bridge right now and be like, you know, this is a guy we can never play again. You know, his price is coming up there and, you know, his production might be coming down. So that's definitely something that you got to be concerned with. And, you know, you want to see him have another good game before you put him back in your lineup. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So let's see if he can read this mess. Sit on, sit him on the sidelines for a day, and then see what we uh, can evaluate thereafter. Now, so aside from Jamal Crawford, who do you want in your lineup for for Wednesday? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is let's go through the options that you have. I guess the Rosen is okay against Minnesota, but he's very expensive now, up at like eighty three, eighty four hundred. You know, if you're paying eight grand for the Rosen, you know, I don't think there's a ton of upside left there. Um, you look at Dwayne Wade. I don't know if you would like to go Dwayne Wade against Golden State Warriors. Be my guest. It's not something that I'm gonna do. I don't think Wade is a hundred percent. I don't really love the matchup for him. You know, so I'm not looking there. I haven't played Wiggins all year. He's way too scoring dependent. Clay Thompson is interesting against Miami, but again, do we like playing guys against Miami? Slow paced team, they slow it down, you know. So that so that's a tough matchup too. So I mean, everybody up top kind of gives me a little bit of pause. I guess Nick Batum is probably the guy I like the best, but even him is in a tough matchup because he's going up against Cleveland. Might have to guard LeBron on the other side. Might see a little bit of LeBron defense himself, depending how that works out. Um, you know, the guy who I'm actually the most comfortable with is probably KCP going up against Philly. Uh, now that he's back from injury, we saw him get a whole bunch of minutes, so I'm not worried about him, you know, them bringing him back slowly or anything like that. And I think at, you know, like around 5K, which is usually his price tag, I think he can get me 25 to 30 fantasy points. So he's probably my favorite, but even that is not something I really like, so... Like I said, this is a really tough position. If there's some kind of value that opens up where you'd be able to punt it and you know feel comfortable getting 25 points out of the guy you punt with, I would definitely do it here and you know use the money to spend up elsewhere. Yeah, it is pretty gross. I've gone through so many different guys here as well. You know what I might do is something I something else I haven't done all season long, but just may just may make sense for the spot is use Danny Green today, like maybe even cash for Wednesday because it's Sacramento Kings and we know that you're going to catch you know at best at best Ben McLemore defense all right more mm-hmm. likely um you know James Anderson who's supposed to be their potentially stopper or or could be James Anderson could be um you know Marco Bellinelli which is uh amazing you know if if you want him for the uh uh for for defense because there is none when when it, when it comes to him or Dan Carlson who's actually probably their best uh, wing defender on the roster and he's undersized guarding the two so Danny Green could if you saw what happens to Sacramento Kings if you watch as many games as I do and I watch almost all of them they ever somebody by hook or by crook is going to get left alone on the wing to, to just bomb away and more than likely Danny Green could be that guy you know they move the ball tremendously well. And um, you, you saw what like um, Benilde Gallinari was able to do for, uh, them against them 
uh, at home. You've just you know left alone time after time, like just like Cindy Lauper. It was just over and over and over. So keep your keep your eyes peeled for Danny Green. You're getting a, a nice price on him. Maybe you want to limit him to GPPs because the game logs have been super uneven. I get that. If Kawhi Leonard is out, I'll definitely be in on Danny Green here coming um, uh, off the uh, of, of a nice strong game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, where he went for he's just a quiet line overall, but 29 fancy points paid off almost seven times value on that on that price tag, which, you know, at 43, 4,500, you love that. So uh, that's what I'm looking at. Anybody else that you want to um, uh, go with? I have one more guy that I'm going to recommend, but I just want to see if you got anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm actually looking at some of these cheap guys to hope I can get some value, like maybe like a Wes Matthews if he's still around, like 4K. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like something like that, or maybe, I mean, I'm even considering like a Gary Harris, like that, you know, that's what I'm looking at is a guy who's just that cheap that I can throw in there and hope to get 25 points out of. Um, Cause there's nobody that I really feel like I need to spend up for here. Yeah. Do you feel dirty? Uh, just like trying to recommend Gary Harris or anything like that? You know what I mean? I just like, I feel like with some of these guys, I just need to take a bath after. Well, that's what, you know? I mean, that's basically what I'm saying. There's nobody here that stands out to me at all at the position. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to try to build the rest of my roster around it. And then if I have, you know, 4,500 left for Gary Harris, I'll decide between, like, Harris and Wes Matthews. You know, if I'm only left with 42 or 43 to get a Wes Matthews, well, then I'll take a Wes Matthews there. Like, this is going to be the position that I kind of wind up punting, I guess, would be the way to describe it. The one other thing I'll say, too, is at under 5K, Zach Levine has just basically been about as consistent as we can find for the for Wednesday slate, which is crazy because there's 10 games there. But just take a look at the game logs for, for him. It's 20 fantasy points or more scored in every single day, game going back to January 25th. That's basically a month's worse of time sometimes you're only getting four and a half times value if it's in the low 20s but you might get to 25 26 27 and you know he in some spots he has 35 and 40 point upside he's done that a few times in january so there there as well and at under 5k that might be the like the safest thing you can do uh for for your for your lineup um on the road at toronto you know so um you know toronto demar rosen isn't necessarily known for his defense um, and you know, if he gets paired up with, with Ricky Rubio, which looks like it's happening some portion of the time because they're both still getting 20 plus minutes ish, uh, then, you know, that could be better off than him actually fading, uh, facing Kyle Lowry defense, which you definitely wouldn't be as excited about. So something else to keep in mind at the shooting guard position, uh, should you choose to do so. All right, um, that's going to wrap it up for the two. Before we move forward, we've got to let you know uh, that if you haven't checked out the uh, rotowire.com uh, website yet, what are you waiting for? 10-day free trial is waiting for you right now. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod. Features include eight different lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, and golf. Up to mid jump charts, customizable league projections, complete draft kits. I just got my... Uh, Fantasy uh, baseball magazine from Rotowire. Did you did you put in for one? Did you get yours in the mail here, Benny? Yeah, I do have it. I have not had a chance to look through it yet, but it actually is sitting right here next to my desk. And awesome. Yeah, that's one of the great perks of working for Rotowire. They just mail that bad boy uh, and over to us. And they did something some awesome stuff. We've got like Paul Spore from Fangraphs contributing, Todd Zola, mm-hmm. uh, you know our our boss Derek Van Riper, who has been heading up the MLB 
department and competes in all the, the toughest leagues, uh, you know, in uh, in the fancy space for uh, fancy baseball. So great information from top to bottom. You know, I love it. And then if you once you have that uh, and you're, you're um, subscribed to to rotowire.com and you've got uh, that information, and those projections at your fingertips, you're ready to dominate any league that you want, be it season long or DFS. So make sure you check it out. Rotowire.com slash pod, 10 day free trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. Small forward is up. Go ahead and tell me what you're putting down here for the Wednesday slate. Yeah, I think if I'm going to pay up towards the top, the guy that I like the most is actually Paul George, who is somebody that I haven't been playing a lot lately and um, I haven't played him in a while, but I do like this matchup for him against uh, Carmelo. I also like the fact that there's a whole bunch of guys on um, Indiana that are kind of banged up. Like we know we have CJ Miles out, so that's a small forward that usually steals some minutes from him. Um, George Hill's not 100% down there, so he's been getting a few extra minutes. I think he played like 42 in the last game. You know, he had been playing 34, 36. Um, so if he's going to get a couple extra minutes, a couple extra fantasy points, I could see him going 5 or 6x pretty easily. And I like the fact that he's cheaper than all the other guys above him. You know, uh, you got LeBron, who I don't think is in a horrible spot against Charlotte, but I just don't see any upside with LeBron. Like, he hasn't given us those 60, 70-point fantasy games that would pay off his salary. Um, so, yeah, you might get the 5X out of him, but, you know, him and Durant might also give you, you know, I feel like 5X right now is their ceiling um, at the price tag that they're at, whereas I think you can get the same 50 points out of Paul George for, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300 less, which would give him, you know, more of a 6X return that would, uh, you know, put you up there in a, in a place to win a GPP. So if I'm paying up at the top, Paul George is probably my favorite. And then from there, I'd probably drop down into like the 5K range. Um, guys like Luau Dang and Jeff Green are, are both interesting to me. Um, even with even with uh, Dwayne Wade back last game, we still had Luau Dang put up 30-something fantasy points for like a you know five and a half, six X return. So I think he's a, a bigger part of the offense right now. So with Bosch out, I think you still got to consider him. Um, and then Jeff Green coming off the bench, you know, they're playing in a high-paced game against Denver. Uh, Denver gives up a lot of points. You know, Jeff Green is a guy who – you know, can score. So I think Jeff Green is a, a viable option as well at that like fifty two, fifty three hundred dollar price range. Now, when you say drop down, um, the, the, are you talking about dropping it low? Like you're getting you're getting low, 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 low. Or is this like limbo? Are you like twerk bouncing when you're doing that? Um, kind of. I'm definitely not definitely not twerking. Um, I think it would be. You know, you want to drop down, like, I don't want to go low, low, low. Like, I, I'm not going to go flow rider on, like, the, you know, 3K guys here. Um, Are you talking about, like, I, I think roller skates under the limbo line? Like, did you do that when you were a kid, by the way? Just, you could get the visual here on YouTube. It's like, oh. Would you grow up in, like, South Beach or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, uh, I never was, never was big into the rollerblading or the limboing in the, uh, in the street. I mean, you know, no? I think, no, not really. I think, I think once down at like Carnival and St. Thomas, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's the time to do it, baby. If you're going to be out there partying, that's it. right? Hey. Now, drop it yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember much of that week though. It was spring break when I was in college and, you know. Okay. Well, Hey, if you're going to drop it low, drop it low when no one will know. That's the motto. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, so, you know, for me, I think I, I want some exposure um, in this spot to Tobias Harris. Uh, and, and I think he's been a little bit – people have been, you know, 
oh, you know, Tobias Harris got traded to Detroit. We need to see what happens. He is not starting. And then he finally uh, gets a start on Monday, and it looks good. He's played 35 and 34 minutes, so it doesn't even matter whether he's starting or not. He's getting heavy usage, heavy run. We know that um, – well, if you do know anything about Stan Van Gundy, he loves the stretch four, and he loves to feature them and to, to, to be able to use them. And he's one who basically made Ryan Anderson's career into what it was because Ryan Anderson at some, at one point in his career was Steve Novak. If you know where Steve Novak is, he's bounced around the, the mm-hmm. league like a ping pong ball. Nobody wants to play him, which kills me. Um, because I think he's actually, you know, like a top three, top five, three point shooter in the league. How do you not make use of that? I know that he's not a great defender, but you know, when the guy keeps, if you want to trade threes for twos or for whatever Steve Novak gives up, just you know, say, Hey, don't give up a three, you know, when he's in the lineup. But regardless of that, that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, so Ryan Anderson was like another guy buried on some roster in and out of the rotation. And all of a sudden he became a, a, a scoring machine and give him credit for working on his own game. But Stan Van Gunny is the guy who, who made him into that role and how he got that. That's why he got that big money contract in new Orleans. And now he has that a similar version of that, but more athletic and Tobias Harris, not as good of an outside three point shooter, but can do a little bit of everything. And what he has been doing has been paying off more than five times the price tag around, and at around 30 fancy points since he's been traded to Detroit. So I'm definitely be, be looking to get some exposure to him in a juicy, juicy matchup. GPB juicy is what I like to call it there uh in the in the wednesday matchup against the philadelphia 76ers so keep your eye on toby all right uh small forward wrapped up power forward up next let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do here uh, at the four yeah i think um depending on what price draymond green is i think that he's somebody that i'm i'm going to be looking at if he stays like a little above that 8k range that he's been the last couple games i'd be i'd definitely be okay rolling him out there um, Zach Randolph, I think is still a little cheap for, you know, his new role. He's been like 6,500, um, over on FanDuel. So I think he's somebody that I'd definitely be looking to roll out there. Great matchup against the Lakers. We know the Lakers are horrible on the interior guys been putting up big numbers against them. So, you know, you really can't ask for too much more than what he's given you down there. I think Kevin loves probably still in play just because he's been playing so well lately. Um, they're making more of an effort to get him the ball, you know, both in the paint and in the foul line area where he can, you know, pass or, or, or shoot or go to the basket. Um, it's a good place for him to attack from. So I like that. You know, it's also a place where I, I think that, you know, DeMarcus Cousins does a lot of his damage when he's not hanging out by the three point line. Um, you know, that that short foul line area is good for big men that have, you know, guard skills. And both of these guys can put it on the floor and pass. Um, so I think it's a good spot for where he's at right there. Um, on a little bit cheaper side, I like Miles Turner a little bit. Uh, Turner's going up against the Knicks. You know, Carmelo's defense has never really been something to write home about. Turner's been putting up some good numbers, still below 6K on uh, on FanDuel. I think he can get us like 25, 30 fantasy points, so I like him. Um, and then if I go cheap, I think Bobby Portis is probably the punt option that I'd look at. But one guy who who's... I wanted to kind of get your take on him because he goes and puts up like 15 and 15 one game, and then he comes back and has like eight fantasy points the next, and it's becoming somewhat of a pattern. So how do you feel about Tristan Thompson? Do you think he's – I mean, for me, I think he's like GPP only, and I don't, I'm not going to feel comfortable ever doing it, but I do see the upside that he has where he could win you a tournament as well. Um, but I don't think I, he'd ever be somebody I'd play in cash because – it just seems to me like he has these games where he goes out there and just does nothing. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. I don't, uh, uh, 
GPP only for me as well because he could completely get get game flowed uh, out of game like he did against Detroit, where you know he plays 21 minutes and doesn't even score. That's that mm-hmm. actually happened on January 6th. So that's like that's a real thing that hap- just happens occasionally for him. And you know, so he just becomes dependent on w- w- you know whether or not he can get to double double territory, which is which was great because he did it three games in a row. But I just don't trust him enough. You know, you should know by now that he's not trustworthy in cash at this point. So. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with him as a GPP play. I think you're you're definitely right because people are going to be scared off that last line and say, oh, man, I don't want to touch Tristan after that dud. You just don't know if you can trust him, which is exactly the formula for GPPs. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you want some, some potential fade territory coming into a guy um, so you can use him and make some hay when you've got the low ownership percentage. Aside from that, I just want Gorgie Jang in most spots. I mean, I know he had one dud against New York, but uh, – you know, aside from that, this guy's crushing, and these lines aren't are, aren't really that far out of whack. But the price is just so low; they're in the low six K range. That you know, you, what thirty eight fancy points crushes it at six times value. So you know, there's there's some great upside for him. He's doing a little bit of everything. He hits threes. He shoots free throws very well. Well, uh, th- rarely leaves a stat category empty. Just prime example here: seventeen and twelve with a three, two assists, a steal, and a block. That's awesome against a very tough Boston defensive team. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm all in on Gorky Jang for, for for Wednesday. Are you with me? Yeah, I like I like Dang a little bit. Um, I, you know his price is getting a little expensive in spots, which is the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause. Like when we were getting him at five K range, um, I loved it. I was putting him in my lineup like every day. You know, while people were still like, yeah, but Towns is. I'm like, great, yeah, Towns is started. Just put plug Dang in and move on from there. Um. I guess he's still viable right now. I just don't think he's got the same kind of upside. Like before he was giving us like six, seven, eight X upside because he was only priced at like 5K. I think he's up to like, you know, a little over 6K on most sites right now. So I still think he's viable for cash, but I I haven't been using him in in GPPs like I had been, uh, you know, maybe two weeks ago or so. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there's just as much consistency as you can possibly get. And I do. Okay. Um, Am I mistaken in speaking or or not mistaken in saying that 6X is more impressive on FanDuel than on other sites? Yes, yeah, 6X, yeah, 6X on FanDuel is better than is 6X the upside on the non-FanDuel site is what I'm trying to say. Correct? Yes, uh, yes, because um, that puts you on pace for like 360 if you get 6X. Mm-hmm. And 360... Well, I mean, the, the scores have been huge. I mean, the other night I saw somebody crack 400 on FanDuel, which is which is crazy. Right. Um, but, I mean, a 360 score is cashing all your double ups and probably getting in the money even on the highest scoring nights in, in every GPP as well. So that, that would be a huge score to target, yeah. All right, that sounds good to me. All right, um, so that's going to... Uh, wrap up the power forward position here. Well, now we what we need to do here is talk to all the business owners out there. Anybody out there who does not have a website yet, maybe you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. So it all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor. There's no code needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to worry about the budget the scheduling appointments or busy uh, to be worrying about the website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results 
will be stunning. All right, it's time to talk about your stunners here at the center position here on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, are you paying up for the Marcus Cousins here against San Antonio? In cash? Maybe. Maybe. I'm considering it. But what I think I'm probably going to do um, more than likely is roll with somebody like Andre Drummond against Philly because I think there's going to be a big-time block party. And Carl Anthony Towns, I think, has just, uh, at least for cash purposes, has just turned into can't-fade territory right now. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, uh, the only problem that I have is, like, on FanDuel, uh, he basically has to be in the 50-point range to, um, you know, get you uh, over, you know, 5.5x, which, you know, but, but he's been crushing. I don't, it's almost like you, yeah. you have to say, how do you not? You know, so I think you have mm-hmm. some tough decisions that, 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 that we need to make. I'm definitely fine with, uh, you know, Andre Drummond against, against Philly as a pivot. The only question is how many other, like, you know, guys can you really make a case for? Because I think my, my options to, to me are going to be limited to like, you know, three or four guys that I really feel safe about. And DeMarcus Cousins is one of those guys, but you know, like we said, it's I almost never play anybody against San Antonio, and I um, and I'm I feel like I'm about ready to make two exceptions here. So, uh, mm-hmm. what's your your approach? Yeah, I've actually been looking a little bit lower on the list. Um, if I was going to pay up a little bit, I like DeAndre Jordan a lot against Denver. Um, Denver's been a team you've been able to pick on with the big guys this year. Um, I don't think Jordan's too expensive. I think he could have had a monster game yesterday if they asked him to play a little more in the second half, which they didn't. Um, So I think I like Jordan is probably one of my favorites. I'm also willing to roll out Whiteside again. Um, If you think about last night, I mean, Whiteside had a huge game last night. I think he put up like, you know, 52 or 53 fantasy points, something like that. And the biggest game of the night at center actually belonged to Al Horford, who put up a 60 spot against the Golden State Warriors. So I know that Bo gets back and that scares people away, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, You know, I think Whiteside has a chance to put up another, like, 20 and 15 or 20 and 20 and get a couple blocks to go along with it if he stays out of foul trouble. So I don't think Whiteside's a guy I'm using in cash. Um, I almost never use him in cash. But I do like him for for tournaments now without Bosch because he's soaking up all the rebounds and he's getting a few extra minutes on the floor. So – Towards the top end, those are the two guys I like. Um, down at the bottom end, I wanted to get your opinion on this guy. I've actually been – I'm going to admit this right now. I've actually been playing Robin Lopez the last couple of days, and I'm okay with it because it's actually worked out pretty well for me. So how do you feel about Rolo as a, as the, the top cheap option on the day here? You know what? I've always been like a little bit worried about Sideshow Bob. Um, as because every time I want to trust him and I always felt like for whatever reason, they might as well just, I mean, I felt like they're not going to be a running team. They've got a Flalo, Carmelo, Porzingis on the roster starting. Like, why wouldn't you just play Rolo, you know? And these monster games right now the, with the 46 and, and 38 fancy points on Fandle, you know, and if he's going to, you know, which, which crush it, I mean, it's a little bit of an aberration for sure. You cannot expect 26 and 16, but or 21 and 13. But what you can say is, Hey, all right, if he's going to stay under the six K range and you like the matchup, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like we, like we both do um, in this spot, uh, Rolo plays. I just lost it over. Oh, yeah. Indiana. Yes. Indiana and, mm-hmm. um, and Yamahimi, which I'm, I'm not particularly scared off. I know people say Yamahimi has, has a good defense overall, but I, um, Rolo holds his own against anybody. 
uh, when, when he's producing and gets the minutes. That's the only thing he has to do is get touches, and which is a little yeah. bit of a crapshoot. But you know what? Um, the Toronto and Minnesota defense is nothing to sneeze at. They're not lockdown defenders, but you know those are those are um, decent performances overall. So I'm, I'm okay, GPP only for sure uh, for me. I would rather um, do something like play DeAndre Jordan against Denver. Uh, like for, for safety. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of GPP upside in that, you know, personally. Um, but you know that uh, Denver and that like three, three-headed three monster of a rotation, uh, th- there could be like a serious block party going on with uh, DeAndre Jordan at home against Denver, and it could just be Oop City mm-hmm. all day long. So that's where I'm doing that. I'm, I also trust – I think you have to trust Carl Anthony Towns. And Whiteside scares me because he could get game flowed out of this game if, if the Warriors just, just decide to destroy um, – uh, Miami, which is a strong possibility, but on the other side of that, uh, as well, um, the one spot you can probably potentially target is Andrew is Andrew Bogut, who holds his own on defense. But you know Hassan Whiteside, they need they sort of need him uh, to to step up if Bosch is going to be out of the lineup right now. So since mm-hmm. they can't trust Gordon Drogic to be consistent, so I think that can can make some sense as well. Um, anybody else that you want to talk about the center position before we uh, wrap it all up and ship it on over? Nah, not real. I mean. You know, like guys like Jokic and Mahini and, you know, Jokic they're, they're interesting. Spot against DeAndre Jordan, although DeAndre Jordan hasn't been known to allow his fair share of fancy points at the center position. Yeah, just, yeah I'm, the DeAndre Jordan is a good defender narrative is something that I, I don't buy into, to be honest with you. I have no problem targeting people against him. It, it, he, they are bottom 12 in, in fancy points allowed. So I, I totally agree with you there. The only problem that I have is, you know, when – like you are really playing roulette if you're gambling on like banking on Jokic to be an every you know game producer. So so for every 44 mm. point performance, he has a three game stretch where he scores 16 fancy points or less against teams yeah. that you should have been able to handle in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and like you know Sacramento who gave up you know. Demarcus Cousins does a does a number on him and gets him four fouls in four minutes, but then gives up a like a, a almost a career high to to uh, Joffrey Lavergne. It's just completely random as to what you can expect from the the production mm-hmm. from that team. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit. It's surprised. definitely not. It's definitely not something I would mess with in a cash game. If you're going to use it at all, you know, if you're going to use him at all, he's got some kind of tournament upside interest to me. Um, yeah. But definitely not in a cash game. I agree with you. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for watching and listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rotowire uh, DFS official YouTube channel on um, YouTube. And you can check us out on Twitter at, uh, I'm sorry, um, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Anytime to subscribe and download, share with your friends. Benny's on Twitter at BennyR11. I'm on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire for all your season long and DFS fancy needs. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs>
this Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.